Hello, everyone, and welcome to Choices, Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here, your host. Oh, I just want to say happy day to everyone and thank all my viewers for the success of the show and all my guests. I'm just so grateful every day to share such beautiful people with you and thank you for your emails and messages. I'm really excited today to share with you just a fantastic lady. I have with us today Frankie Picasso. She is the founder and host of the Good Radio Network. She is an author, intuitive therapist, and coach, and advocate for a socially conscious planet. I love that. I love that, Frankie. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm honored to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much, Paula, for inviting me. And I am the one who is honored to be here. I don't think I've ever been in the presence of anybody who is so genuinely happy all the time, all the time. I'm so excited about life. And it, you know, that's so interesting because we get to midlife and, and, you know, a little bit older and people, you know, have been there, done that, seen it, and, and they get a little jaded, but you are so enthusiastic about life still. That's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just, you know, I always, I've always tried to choose what I'm grateful for over what I'm lacking. You know, still have my goals. Sure. My work, but you know, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, tell us a bit about you, Frankie, please. Okay. Well, you did mention a few things. Um, I am the founder of the Good Radio Network, which is a socially conscious radio network. Uh, I say it's radio that does a world of good, and it really does go beyond talk radio into doing radio. So. I don't just talk about doing good things in the world. We actually, you know, put our hands in our pockets, take our money out and, and do good things with it or, you know, introduce wonderful people to one another who are looking to, you know, for collaborators, things like that. So that's the socially conscious part of the Good Radio Network. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a social activist, but I'm also an artist and everything that I do has to do with social impact. So I paint pets mostly. Um, and when I paint your pet, let's say, uh, that money will go to pay for cleft palate surgery for a child. So it's, it's just, you know, a great relationship. I get to do something fun and I get to help other people too. And that's what social impact's kind of all about. Um, you know, I pay for my paints and canvas and then, you know, the rest goes for, for charity. And I, I just love that. Um, I am a coach. I'm a master coach trainer, which means I took everything there is to do with coaching uh, from an accredited school and, reach that master coach status. I'm also a um, hypnotherapist, but a metaphysical hypnotherapist. So I, I can do past life regression, uh, but I can also do traditional hypnosis as well. Um, I have my teacher status, so I can teach it. And, um, but I'm not doing that so much anymore. I'm really concentrating. I still coach, but I'm concentrating on the good radio and the amazing people I get to meet like yourself and all the relationships that I get to build and the impact that um, I get to leave in the world. Because I, I really think of it as my legacy. Yes, I love that. I love that. And you're making a difference for so many in the world. Well, I hope so. Oh. I hope so. And, and the other reason, you know, I started it was because I, I had a, I meditated for a little while. I took a year, about a year and a half off from radio. I'd been doing it for about seven years. And, and I was a little 
you know, or jaded, whatever you want to call it. And I thought, okay, I need a, a really good reason to do this. And I got the universe talked to me and it said, I want you to go out and I want you to find people who are making a difference in the world, even if they're one person. Now, people on the other side of that have been saying to me, well, what can I do? I'm just one person. And I'm like, you can do a lot if you're just one person. So I thought, okay, if I can meet a Paula and I can have a Paula on my show and she inspires somebody else to do what she does or to be involved with the things that Paula's involved with, then that's, you know, that person was sitting at home going, gee, I wonder what I can do. Well, now they know what they can do. Either they can start something themselves or they can join a project that's already in motion that they feel an affinity for. So it was kind of a win-win. I love that. I love that. And that's such a powerful statement, Frankie, you know, because we all can make a difference, even if it's one little thing we begin with or contribute to. And that has the ripple effect. I know the last time we spoke, we spoke about ugly fruit and vegetables and you got excited. You go, I got to go to my supermarket and talk about that. Yes. And, you know, because so much food is thrown out because it's not pretty might have a bruise or it might be misshapen um, and yet there's nothing wrong with that food and you know they're putting it in the garbage when people are starving people can eat that food and need that food desperately so yes. instead of throwing it in a garbage why not give it to the homeless or give it to shelters or to you know there's so many people right now that desperately need um, you know a handout or a hand up whatever you want to call it, and, and that would make a big difference in their lives. And, and help them eat healthy, because a lot of times when people um, don't have enough money in their pocket to buy good food, they're buying crap, really. You know, they buy box food, which is full of, you know, chemicals and sodium and all that. But if they can get, you know, healthy salads and, and uh, vegetables, like, that's wonderful. That'd be great. Yes, yes. To balance all that. I was. I was so excited about that, Frankie, and I did. I went to my local grocery store, and sure enough, they already have something in place. Nice. And I was so happy, but yeah. I had not even thought of that. That's wonderful. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things that, you know, we can all do or think to do. My daughter, she... Um, she went out and she collected jeans for teens. There's a whole bunch of street kids. You know, a lot of teenagers live on the street and they only have one pair of pants. And, and so she collected a, over hundred pairs of jeans, which are quite heavy actually. And, and people donated them for her and she took them to this organization. Nobody asked her to do it. She just went and she did it. And she does all of this stuff all the time. Um, but it was, you know, it's a great thing. So you can start something or you can do something or join something and make a difference or, you know, little way or a big way, your choice. I love that. And we can do that as a business owner as well, can't we? Yes, absolutely. You know, businesses are taking a look at themselves now, uh, becoming socialpreneurs and like a Tom Shoes or, or organizations like that that say, you know, I want to make a profit, but I also want to make a difference. So they pick what their corporate responsibility program is going to be and they give a percentage of their income. Maybe it's 10% like tithing. I don't know, whatever they decide to give. Um, or they say, you know, for every pair of shoes, I'm going to give a pair of shoes. Or for every this, I'm going to give it that. However they want to do it, you know, they can figure that out for themselves. But it is the new way. And it's really about, you know, putting your, your, your heart and, and, you know, on the line along with your wealth management system, really. Yes. I love that. I love that. So any re recommendations where someone would begin with... Mm. beginning a project 
Well, you know, I, I guess it's just whatever touches them, like whatever inspires them or whatever they like to do. I think, you know, whenever you like something like, like Habitat for Humanity, let's say you want to go build a house or you have a skill in that, they're always looking for people. Like if you're in construction or know how to hit a hammer, they're looking for people to come on a, on a weekend or whatever to show women or whoever has never done it how to do it properly. Because, you know, a build is a build, right? If you have an affinity for painting, well, like do something like I do, paint for whatever appeals to you. You know, I paint for sanctuaries, I paint for um, animal shelters, for the surgery for the children. So whatever, you know, is on your heart, do that. Um, I know there's some women who, who weave those plastic gar um, bags that you get from the grocery store and then they send them back to like places like Africa and they make really good sleeping mats because they're waterproof and you put them down underneath a sleeping bag and that works out really well. Like it's really great. They know how to crochet it or weave it or do whatever. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's all sorts of things. I mean, and of course, I've interviewed a million people who um, have done bigger things. Like one girl, she was um, a nurse and she was a sterilization nurse. And she was on mercy ships and she went to Africa. And she went into the hospitals, into their um, ORs and, and realized that they were filthy. Like the standard would not even, like nowhere near pass, nowhere near. And, and so she thought, well, what can we do? Because it has to be um, something that everybody can do that even if they don't have electricity. So she came back home and together with one of the um, their people on the boat, they came up with an idea to take a, um, uh, not a crock pot, but like a crock pot or an instant pot um, and retrofit it so that it can just go on a fire. And they put everything in there with, with the water and it sterilizes everything. So now they've got sterile equipment. Um, they actually had a mass because back I guess over there they still use, um, uh, you know, over the face masks to put people under, and it had never been cleaned in 20 years. Like it was disgusting. Like she took, she, I have a picture of this thing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But you know what? She, she cleaned it all up. She showed them how to clean. She showed her what sterilization looks like, and she came up with retrofitting all of these pots and shipped them all back. You know, shipped them all back to hospitals everywhere and working with people over over like Mozambique and, and Benin and places like that to show them how to do it. So whatever your expertise is or things that you love to do, look at that and think, what can I use it for? What can I, you know, massage it into, let's yeah. say. So work that into something that really touches your heart or something that you find fun to do, such as, you know, you paint the pets. Yeah, I love animals, I love animals. And you know, there, there's a lot of you know people, uh, maybe you have a child with autism and you wanna help people in the autism community, or maybe you have, um, uh, you like to exercise. And you know, there's a fun exercise out now, like I'm a drummer and there's a, um, where they use drumsticks and it, like they're drumming on things and they're exercising, right? And it's fun. So maybe you can go to a community center and do that for, for some seniors, because they can sit down and do it, but it's still a workout. Yes. Like it, endless possibilities, Paula. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, share a, a bit about, you know, some of the stories or, or things you've heard on your show. Your oh, show. wow. Share a bit more about that. It, I'm just fascinated. I just, I'm really. Well, you, got, you probably have a million yourself. But um, I do meet really interesting and fascinating people. And I'm just trying to think, who did I meet? 
recently. Um, oh my gosh, I, I go a little brain dead sometimes. Uh, who did I meet? Okay, I have two shows, Mission Unstoppable and Frankie Sense and More. On Frankie Sense and More, it is a variety show. And I like to have people on who are authors and musicians or um, especially nonprofits because I kind of align that with the United Nations Global Goals. So recently I had, um, I, and I have a movie reviewer who comes on once a month and he talks about the best new movies, but usually movies that aren't in like general movie houses. They're <laughs> a little, you know, uh, I, I call them higher, higher glass movies maybe or better movies. Um, Beatrice for Dinner was one. I don't know if you've heard of that, Salma Hayek. She's, she's a yoga instructor and, and she comes to, ends up coming to dinner at, at a fancy house with a group of people who are, you know, quote unquote, um, just capitalists and like how they clash, right? Things yeah. like that. Um, so that was fun and Maudie was a really great movie and uh, he, he was fun to be with. So who else was on that show? Um, I'm just trying to think. Ah, and I oh, I just I just was speaking to Teresa de Grobois. She is a she wrote the book Mass Influence, and she is probably the most influential person in the world. Um, you know, you might not have heard of her, but she's influencing the world around us, and it's pretty exciting. Um, one of my favorite is Jonathan Sands. He is Sir Winston Churchill's great grandson, and he wrote a book about his great grandfather. And he put, has a program, out, and he actually lives in Texas, and he has a program to lead like Churchill. And he wants to put all of his great-grandfather's wonderful um, values into society and thinks that people should, should do that. And I agree with him. He's, he's a, a, just a beautiful young man. And, um, I, yeah, I, movie directors. I had a movie director from uh, Betsy Callen. She's wonderful. She directed East LA Interchange. East LA, she just won an award for that historic award. Um, East LA Interchange is about this neighborhood in East LA that because um, the people were very poor and, and uh, it's immigrants coming in, that they decided that they could put, <clears throat> excuse me, this big interchange, five highways in there, right in their backyard. So the kids who go to school have the smog, but what they didn't understand was that this neighborhood was host to um, every diverse community, Japanese, Chinese, um, African-American, Jewish, Russian, everybody lived there and they lived there in harmony. So, you know, why can they all live there peacefully and beautifully in the rest of the world fights? So it was a really good microcosm to go in and, and figure out how, how did they do that? Yeah. And, and they were really good neighbors and, you know, guys would say, well, yeah. And, and, a lot of them became famous. Uh, Will I Am was from there, and he's in Black Eyed Peas. Um, like, there's just a whole bunch of people. I, I can't even think of them all right now. Um, but I, I meet a lot of really interesting people. Um, I know a guy, uh, Nigel Vardy, he climbed the highest, seven highest mountain peaks in the world, lost his fingers, nose, and toes, um, still climbs. Still climbs. Still climbs because it was worth it. <laughs> just loves it. Loves it. Yes. Yeah. So those are my unstoppable people. Like they're just yes. so inspiring and you know, nothing stops them. Oh. How, how do we, where do we go to listen to your shows? Um, you can go to the goodradionetwork.com uh -huh. and the, all the shows are there and you can just click on one that interests you and listen away. You yeah. can download them. You can download them from the site or you can download them from iTunes, whichever.
Yeah. And wouldn't you say I, there are, I mean, so many people out there that are really doing good in the world and really out there to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are. And I think we focus too much on what's wrong instead of what's right. And I thought, well, I need to counterbalance that people like you and I, we need to counterbalance that there's too much negative and, and the positive is like people go, Oh, you know, chicken little, the sky's falling. Nothing, you know, this world is horrible, but it's not when you start to focus on it, like the law of attraction, what you put your energy intention and focus on. Yes. Right. What that, then you start to see the other side, all the good stuff. So I encourage everybody who's listening to your show right now, and I'm sure you do it every week anyway, um, to put their energy and, and attention and their focus on what's good in the world, what they can find. Look for something that's positive. You can look up positive news stories. And when you do that, you'll start to understand that there is a whole lot of good being done in the world. There are a lot of people doing wonderful things. They're fighting for it. Look at Al Gore, what he's doing with the climate project, right? Yeah. I mean, he's an amazing man. And to have gone to the Paris talks and got, you know, really, what can we do to get 197 nations all to agree? And then of course Trump comes in and wrecks it all. But you know, people like, like him and these training leaders like you and I, can go and take these these courses so that we can go out and talk about climate change in a in a real way, a smart way, an intelligent way that people will understand um, and get people to get it. You know why is it so important? Be positive and adaptive. this is the only planet we have. We have to. Yeah. You know, I've got grandchildren. You've got grandchildren. Like we want our, them to live in a in a beautiful exactly. world. Exactly. And there's things being done. I'll, I'll give you an example of. Uh, one a couple of my radio guests and uh, Gary Voss and, and Jeff Lewis, they're a couple scientists, and they've created what's called IntelliTrees. And basically they look like palm trees, but these trees are going to have the ability to, I believe it's pull moisture out of the air, put it back in the air. It's gonna help clean the air, it's gonna affect client climate change, it would affect forest fires spreading. I mean, it would do so much. And then I got so excited when I heard about that. You know, there are some amazing things happening. There are. And, and I'm with you, Frankie. What we focus on, we're going to bring more of. So let's, you know, look for those stories and look for those people and and together, I'll be just a positive energy going out there. But I am on a mission, Paula. I'm on a mission right now because I don't know if I told you about this. I might have. Um, the African painted dog. I had two biologists on, on my show a few weeks ago. There's the African painted dog and the pink um, dolphin. Pink dolphin is a freshwater dolphin. It lives in the rivers in Bolivia. And the African painted dog lives in, um, in Africa. And also the cheetah. Now, the African painted dog, there's less than 5,000 in the world left. There were 500,000 100 years ago. The cheetah is down to under 10,000, like that beautiful animal. And you know who, who kills them? Us. We are the predator. Man is the predator. There are no other animals killing them. It is us. Yeah. And so we cannot let these animals die on our watch. Yes. I am determined that we are going to fix this. And so Greg Rasmussen, he, Dr. Rasmussen, who is the biologist for the African American dog, what's happening is that there's, there's poachers who, who in Africa who go after, um, they call it bush meat. And so there's snares and these dogs get caught in the snares and then they get strangled and they die. So he's developed a collar that kind of 
it's pretty thick, but when they put it on the dog, if the dog goes through it, it snaps the wire and he doesn't get hurt. But it's about $250. If they want to put a tracker on it, it's about $500 for a collar. Um, they want to retrofit all these dogs with collars, but they need to raise money, right? So he's asked me if he could come next year in, in March and try to do a fundraiser uh, where I live. And I go, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. But, you know, these are the things. Like, there, so many animals have already gone away from this, from this earth. Like, we can't allow that. We need to be diligent. Every day they're going. We have to fight back. And I would love some information about that. I yes. would love to put something out there where people can know how they can donate and help with that. Please. Yes. I'll send you that. Actually, they can go to esrevenge.org. Okay. So that's Endangered Species Revenge. It's very funny. Um, they, they made little cartoon characters and stuff, but it's esrevenge.org. And you can read all about um, the coral that, that needs to be um, helped and, and like the palm trees are recreating this coral, which is going to be very helpful for the, um, all the little urchins and things that we need. And um, as I said, the cheetah project, they've got the dolphins and, and right now the African painted dog. Mm -hmm. So very important yeah. that, that we look after our, our earth in every way from the climate to the animals to uh, the people, right? Yes. Yes, I agree. And, you know, we can all make a difference in that, in spreading the word, making donations, whether it's monetary or voluntary. I mean, we can all come together and make a difference. You know, there's a term out there, Paula, called, um, uh, I, I, it it's, um, has to do with, with giving, and, and it's compassion fatigue. And because people are hit every day, can you give me some money, can you give me some money, can you give me some money? And you know, you can't give everybody money and I get that, you can't. But you can do things like you said, you can volunteer time. Time doesn't cost money. Service, you know, is free pretty much. Um, and just spreading the word about this to other people who can help or, you know, to go and speak to groups of, of kids who will help, you know, in schools and, and different places, organizations, if it's scouting or, or brownies or whatever. Um, these the people just need to be aware and i think once they're aware then they can make their choice whether they want to help or not in whichever way they want to help collaborate or or not you know i understand money is tight for a lot of people um but many hands make light work so when you you know if it, 10 cents adds up so yeah. people can give 10 cents yes you know if lots of people give 10 cents it adds up Exactly. A, a cup of coffee once a week that you yeah. for, you know, a cup of coffee, what that could do and add up for us. Absolutely. It, and money gets to a certain point and it doubles itself, right? And it's very interesting how it works. I, I'm not an expert at it, but I had an expert on my show who talked about it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, lots of wonderful people out there doing amazing things. And I just love knowing about them. And, and I think your point of being aware is, is huge that, because I had not heard of, you know, that organization and, you know, and so many people haven't. So just being no. aware of where we can put an effort in there to make a difference, really. And that's going to make people happy. They're going to feel good instead of just, oh, I'm so frustrated. You know, another animal has left us. But 
to know that I can Well, let me tell you about this dog because there's something very special about the species. They are the only species in the world that do not fight amongst themselves. They never fight amongst themselves. As a matter of fact, it's one for all and all for one. And Greg saw um, a lion or something, you know, attack one of the dogs and they got hurt. And they, they thought he brought a vet in. They thought he was dead. They left it. The next day they went back. The pack had taken the dog and they put him into a den. And for three months, they looked after that dog and they brought him food and they licked him and they cared for him. And three months later, he saw that dog and he couldn't believe his eyes. This pack looks after their own. And now because he's going to be slower and he's hurt, his job now is just to look after the young, look after the babies, oh. the babysitter while they, the rest go out, but they will not let anybody go hungry. So that is a model that we can model because yeah. we don't do that as a species. And that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Tell, tell me the name of that dog again. They're called the African Painted Dog. The African Painted They've got ears that look like Mickey Mouse ears, these big wombat ears kind of, and they're, they're you know, they look a little, they look like jackals in a way, but they're, they're spotted and not, not, no two dogs ever have the same spots. Yeah. And a little white, little bit white on their tail. They're beautiful. I think they're really beautiful. And just knowing that they don't fight, knowing that they look after one another, knowing how beautiful a society they had built for themselves. I, you know, I love that about them. That is so fantastic. We have about two minutes left in the show. Frankie, what, what last words would you like to to share with everyone? Well, you know, if, if you're an entrepreneur or you're thinking about being an entrepreneur or a socialpreneur or just, you know, a mom sitting at home, just think about, you know, social impact. Think about how you might want to impact or how you could, um, what kind of a program you could build into your, into your business so that, you know, you don't have to give all your money away, but you can pick something that's near and dear to your heart or ask your employees, you know, to pick a few things and then you guys all decide together. Or if it has to do with your business, like the shoes, um, like Tom's, you know, they make sure every kid has a pair of shoes. So um, I know the tooth fairy, she's, she's alive and well in Calgary and she's given out over a million toothbrushes around the world. She travels everywhere. Um, she's a dentist and, and, you know, she works with other dentists to try to make that happen. Um, so whatever skill you have, you know, you can use it. Just be creative. I love it. I love it. And you know, what's really fun. I have to throw this out there. I have a granddaughter in Illinois who's uh, going to be 11 here soon, but I've done some things with her and, and my son and his wife where she's done some efforts and put things together for donating for a, a cause in their area. And, you know, that's something so great to get our kids involved in. Yes. You know, yeah. It, yeah. it can be a really bonding thing for a family as well. It is. And, you know, when, when you get tired of the Christmas gifts, take your family down to um, a, a group somewhere and feed them at Christmas as a family. You know what? Even one Christmas, one night, do it. And uh, they'll remember that. They will remember, your kids will remember that for the rest of their lives and they will introduce that to their kids, yes. guaranteed. Yes, and, and what a gift it gives them because it's, you know, gives them a, a gift of gratitude and helping and feeling. I see my kids doing it now, you know, like nobody asks them to go and do these things. Uh, my, my son saw this, this, you know, helpless man and, and he was looking for a dog and he goes, I'll buy you a dog, you know? Oh. Like, 
you go, you want to make sure he could look after the dog. Yeah. But you know, his heart was there. And like I told you, my daughter with the jeans and she scrubbed graffiti off walls. And like, there's just so much that, that yeah. they can do and, and we can do as a family and we can do as individuals yeah. and one person can make a difference. Yes. And let's just end the show with that energy. You know, let's all just make a difference and, and be a beautiful energy together. I love that, Frankie. Thank you so much. I Thank you, Paula. <laughs> love, hugs, and blessings to everyone. Thank you so much. Frankie, love, hugs, and blessings. Honey. Oh, same to you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>